We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? And good afternoon to you, sir. Yes, and, and always to you. How, how goes it? It goes. It's the good. last week of school this week, so I'm just I'm winding down. Nice. I feel like my energy's rising. Good. You know what I mean? Oh, I like that. I think we need yeah. a little bit more zip, a little more, a little more pizzazz on the old... I'll give you. Podcast. I'll give it to you. Oh, I'll uh, give good. you what I got. Hey, speaking of giving, uh, we actually gave away some stuff this week, so hopefully we're going to be able to do this a little bit more, but we were able to uh, give away some Deadpool 2 passes, so... Uh, I think those are in the mail. Hopefully the, the winners, you know who you are. It was on uh, Twitter, at Dork Podcast. I know not all of our listeners are on Twitter, but uh, that's one place that we may be doing some giveaways. It's already a great place to follow. Maybe one of the top follows on the internet, but I would recommend it even more because we may be giving shit away on at Dork Podcast. Well, that's one way to get some get some listeners is to actually give them stuff, right? You know, as incentivize it a little bit. You know, I mean, we do give them at least an hour of entertainment every week. I would say. Uh, yeah, I mean, we do do that, but, you know, the kids these days, they want more. They want a little bit more. You they know do. what I mean? No, that's fair. That's fair. And you know what we're going to give them right now, Ryan? We're going to give What's them that? the news. This week in Every once in a while, uh, there comes along a TV show or a movie or maybe just a three-minute cartoon on a Seth Rogen Netflix special where you say to yourself, you know what? I'm not alone in my sense of humor. There are other people in the world that think the same things are funny as I do. And this happened to me this week, Ryan, when I saw the trailer for Happy Time Murders. Yeah, I saw that. You saw it right in front of Deadpool, too, if you went and saw it this week. Yeah, it was on it was on Deadpool and I think they just put it out on Twitter. So I actually I saw it online first and then when I went in to see Deadpool I saw it again. And by again I mean for like the twentieth time because I watched it and I made everybody watch it. So basically if you don't know what Happy Time Murders is, it's like an R rated Muppets movie. It's not the actual Muppets. It's not Kermit and Rolf and Fozzie and Gonzo and Beauregard and uh, New Zealand and Bunsen Honeydew <laughs> speaker. We can go. We can go down this journey if you want. Crazy Harry. It's not these guys. It's like their own, but it's like the same look of Muppets. And like any Muppet movie, you have humans. So Melissa McCarthy is in it. Joel McHale's in it. Stanley Hudson from The Office is in it. And somebody is killing puppets, and so they need to solve the crime. So it's Melissa McCarthy and her partner, who is a Muppet. And they have to go find it, and it is uh, certainly R-rated, and it is hasti- the what two-minute trailer. I laughed out loud like three times. Yep, and it, it is a R-rated or rated R Muppet movie, yeah, which is great. Point. Yeah. And what what got me the the most amazing thing about this whole thing is is like the people who brought you, you know, Muppets in Space, the Great Muppet Caper, blah blah blah. And I'm like, there's no, there has to be like some rogue guy who's yeah. directing this who like used to work for the Muppets. It's Brian Henson. 
I'm telling you, they got they got it's Jim Henson's kid is got directing a, this movie. They got adult sense of humors on them. They they do. They're adults. They all, there was this thing. I forget who sent it to us. Did you see the thing like the Muppets outtakes? Like, yeah, they that, were like, that was actually from uh, Emmett Otter's uh, Jug Band or whatever the hell that's called, yeah, like the Christmas yeah. special. So it's like yeah. Emmett and the Otters. It was hysterical. It was on Twitter too. It was like a three minute video of them doing outtakes. So like they're keeping in character, but they know they have to reshoot it because they're supposed to like roll something through and so like a wheel of cheese or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and so they just keep making comments, but they act like they would normally. It's hysterical. Like they like the way they just like move their hands to like have like the uh, the the Muppet like show personality. Right. It's hysterical. So I can't wait for this movie. I had no idea this was even a thing, and it comes out August seventeenth. So it's a little ways off, but it'd be a good, nice little summer break there. Nice little summer movie. It might be a standalone episode. I'll be honest. I, uh, <laughs> it might be. It looks absolutely hysterical. So check out Happy Time Murders. I know we we tweeted it out as well. Uh, another one of the trailers during Deadpool two, Ryan, was Sorry to Bother You. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think of this thing? It looks interesting. I mean, yeah. it kind of looks like it has a like Spike Jones, like Michael Gondry kind of look to it, yeah. where it's like super offbeat and like super like creative and weird looking. But like, that's the only way I can describe it. It's like it's very Spike Jonesian. Yeah, it does have some of that feel. And it also, if you watch Donald Glover's uh, SNL appearance, they did this one thing where he and Keenan uh, Thompson were like. Uh, telemarketers or whatever, yeah. and they would call and they're like, oh, man, you got to use like a white voice. Like, If you want to sell, you got to use a white voice. And like that sort of seems like the premise of this whole movie in a way. Yeah, it's kind of like the whole thing, yeah. And so that's pretty cool. So that movie comes out July 6th. Uh, other movie news, Ryan, how about this? A little uh, casting news potentially for Spider-Man Homecoming 2. Yeah, saw this. We might get Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. Now, let me just say, you know, I have some very specific ideas as to where I, this movie should go. Yeah. And I wish I was at least asked prior to production or prior to the writing, but that's neither here nor there. Now they didn't run it by um, you? They didn't run it by me, yeah. which is which is fine. Um, oh, that's a miss. Spoiler, I see it as like, you know, we all, I think we all understand that, you know, these, these heroes are coming back some way, somehow, right? Perhaps. Yeah, I would say so. I, I would say um, there's going to be a Spider-Man Homecoming too. One way or another. Yeah, there's going to be a Spider-Man Homecoming, too. And I think, you know, for Peter Parker, it's just, you know, after not getting into any, because people who haven't seen Infinity War yet, not getting too much into it, but after, you know, his um, his go in that movie, I think he's going to be like, you know what, I'm good. I'm just going to go home now. Call it. And yep. then, but he may be thrust back into action due to yep. the wacky hijinks that is Mysterio. One thing I like about now, this. See, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I, have, I take exception to this, because while he's the most Someone I read an article about this, but I'll get to the second. Why is he one of the most goofy-looking villains in the Spider-Man universe? Yeah, you could say that. He's actually kind of badass. He looks like a scuba diver with a cape. And did you like know, a deep Richard? Sea, like a deep-sea diver, I mean. Yeah. Like the deep-sea divers that wear like the helmets, like that he's looking right. for treasure. That's what he yeah. looks like with a cape. Except it's, like a, it's a mirrored. It's, not, yeah, it's but mirrored, right. Thing, he has been the main bad guy in more Spider-Man video games than any other villain. Hmm. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Well, how about that? I also like that? there's been a bunch of Spider-Man movies and we've not seen Mysterio. And like Spider-Man is one of the few Marvel characters that has a really good like rogues gallery. Like so they can choose from a lot of different guys and they've done it before. We've seen repeats of Green Lantern. Uh, I'm sorry, Green Goblin, not Green Lantern. Yeah. We've seen a bunch of different guys. We've seen, you know, Doc Ock was really good. We've also seen some not so good, like Rhino and Sandman and 
uh, Venom the first time over. Now we're getting another Venom later on uh, this year, which I'm obviously looking forward to. But yep. Mysterio makes sense to introduce him in. I think the one res- one that we're getting a lot that people would want to see is Craven the Hunter. That's and if I, if you were to make me a list of like like villains from Spider Man that I want to see, Craven is probably yeah. the top of what well, top two in my list. That'd be pretty badass. But Mysterio. I think the Vulture is going to return. Now, Spider-Man Homecoming 1, it's been out for so long now. Everybody, I think, has seen it if they wanted to. So the Vulture ends up in prison, and so I think he'll be in there. But then, remember, they also... And he's in prison with the Scorpion. That's right. As I was going to say, they teased ahead to some of these other villains, too. So on the one hand, you're like, hey, a lot of villains would be cool. On the other hand, Spider-Man 3. Yeah. So hopefully, they. I mean, they're going to do a better job than that, no, but that's is- the one concern. And this is the one opportunity you have to kind of like, like, the Spider-Man: Homecoming was so good because it was kind of like a, okay, it was like a palate cleanser for like all this like huge scope, you know, these big time superhero movies, and it was kind of like a step back, like the neighborhood guy, you know, right. So it's it's go back to that. I think we're dealing with it. A lot of us are pretty wiped out after Infinity War. You know what I mean? (laughs) Need need a break. Need to take a little bit of a little bit of a break. But Ant Man and the Wasp comes out in a couple of months, so you got to get back on board for that. I do have to get on back so, on board with that. Uh, other news here. The Arrowverse, which I know you're not uh, all up to speed with, Ryan, and that's fine. Can't watch everything, my man. They throw a lot of shows at you, but this is Arrow, The Flash, uh, Supergirl, and Legends of Tomorrow. And it looks like the next time they do a crossover, every season that they've had all these shows, they do a, a crazy crossover. They get them all on screen, and they're usually very entertaining. And apparently they're going to introduce Batwoman into the mix. Neat. So why not? The one thing yeah. I will say is... With the exception of Batman, I think they've pretty much put almost every character. Like, no Batman or Joker, but they, they've alluded to a lot of characters. They've had some characters like off-screen. They've mentioned characters. I think they've actually even mentioned in Arrow Bruce Wayne and Gotham City, but they've never actually gone there. Uh, but just watching, like, Legends of Tomorrow, it's insane. Like, you got, like, deep, deep pulls into the DC comics. Like, if you were a fan of, like, a random-ass character, chances are they've brought him up somehow. So, yeah, they bad. just mention them somehow. Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll bring them in there. Now, Ryan, this this news is actually pretty good news, or perhaps bittersweet news. Uh, Iron Fist season two could have less than thirteen episodes. And I, you you nailed it. You're like, is zero less than thirteen? <laughs> yeah, I would prefer zero, but this is a promising first step for Marvel Netflix shows that yeah. have all been thirteen episodes, with the exception of the Defenders, and they all should be ten tops. So and that's what we in every even the best ones even even, even Jess Daredevil, Jones Daredevil or Jessica yeah. Jones you're like eh, it kind of drags a little bit yeah time so this is you this know? is promising hopefully it starts with this one and also hopefully there's more team ups because I think as good as these individual characters are I don't know how many of them can carry their own season you know like for example Jessica Jones season one and Daredevil season one were both really good but you know like Luke Cage was still in. Uh, Jessica Jones won, or like Punisher yep. was in Daredevil two. Like they need to sort of, and especially now that we know that they all know each other. Like, give me a break. Like they got to. Okay, so let me ask you this: What's your magic number? Like realistically, don't say zero, don't say one, but like what? What do you think is a good number of these per season? Yep, eight. That, nailed it. That's exactly eight is perfect. Yeah, eight's eight's the number. Eight's definitely the number you've seen from a lot of shows. Uh, that have, that have done eight and it's worked like a lot of these uh, you know shows from England and stuff that they just like here's eight like I think that's eight hours so you you it's like it's way more than a movie would be like because if it's two or three then forget it just make it a movie 
Right. But then, so it's, but 13? I mean, that's, that's a lot. That's a commitment. That's a lot a commitment. to do All right. Uh, are you, what else we got? That's it? You got it? You ready for you? I'm, I'm, oh, I'm ready to hit, go. Hit, oh. It's time for Davey's Video Game Minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. All right. So, uh, for the first time this week, kind of making news, Black Ops 4 was all over the place this week. And the big surprise, well, not a surprise to those in the know, but there is no single-player campaign. Mm. with this Call of Duty, which I am more than okay with. Okay. Um, because let me explain this to you. In So the story goes, you are a soldier. Um, some catastrophic thing happens to you. Um, you go chasing after this singular bad guy around Mission 6. You almost get him. You might even wound him, but you miss. And then later, you know, he almost kills you, but you press a button and miraculously killed him. Nice. So I've just described every single Call of Duty game ever. <laughs> Correct. Right? Yes. Um, so they're doing away with that, and they're adding a Battle Royale mode, which should be, along with Zombies, which looks uh, completely buffed and, you know, sort of revamped. That looks really cool. So that's, that's kind of the big news out of the video game world is Black Ops 4 nice. is on the rise, and people are excited about it. Um, Fortnite, because we have to talk about Fortnite, even yep. though we, you and I kind of don't want to. Kind of out um, on it, but yeah. They are getting into esports. They're having competitive Fortnite, and the prize pool for everything that they're doing this year is going to be $100 million. Come on. That's just the pool. So oh if you look at it, the prize pool for every major game, you can think like the top five games other than Fortnite combined, the prize pool for all of those games was 92 and change. Wow. So the fact that just Fortnite is having a prize pool for their esports events for $100 million means they're putting a lot of stuff like towards competitive Fortnite, yeah, which I, I would so. assume is going to be squads. Like they're going to have like squads of four. Yep, and do like a tournament that way. Um, in Nintendo news, um, in the new Super Smash Brothers, I guess Simon Belmont is going to be in Super Smash Brothers now. So I think that's the first time for a. Uh, and I'm sure I'm wrong about that, but take to Twitter and tell me I'm wrong. But I think there have never been Castlevania characters. That's in pretty Super cool. Smash Brothers. I do like that. Yeah, that's a good time. So so there's that. Um, I got my hands on Walden. The video game. How's that? Which uh, it's it's slow. I'll yeah, tell you that. It looks sure. really good, but have you have you read Walden? Have yeah, read? a long time ago when I was long time forced ago, yeah, to. Yeah, it. yeah. It's uh, it's like that. Um, it looks great, and you kind of takes place in the first um, in the first Emerson's first year on Walden Pond. So like, you get to build a house and stuff. So I guess that's kind of cool. <laughs> Why did they make this into a video game? I think it's for like educational purposes okay. and stuff. But like the whole pur- the whole purpose of the, of the book is to like you know get out of society and go be in nature and all this stuff, and you're playing. Uh, the irony is not lost on me. Right. Um, exactly. It's the new Oregon of, Trail, maybe. Yeah, so still, yeah, kind of. So speaking of being in the woods, there is a game that caught my eye that is pretty new. It's from this Canadian company. It's called The Forest. Okay. Which you are, it's a completely open-world thing, um, and there are these, you are a lone survivor in the woods, and you're trying to survive, and there's, like, these mutants, these cannibalistic mutants that are after you. Hmm. But it's completely open world, so you like run into like other people, and you can like interact with other people. So That's if you cool. go on Twitch, it's on Twitch right now, and for whatever reason, they must have had like an early access because there was a bunch of, it was like the fourth most viewed game on Twitch like one night. Huh. So they must be. So it looks it looks crazy. Like it looks insane. So. Um, it's first person, so check that out. And uh, that's, uh, that's all I got. How's your uh, PC gaming coming? So I'm going to tell you like this: um, Do not if you if you were a casual PC gamer. Um, there is no such thing 
um, you will get <laughs> shredded immediately. I've actually had to download the original Half-Life just to get used to playing with a keyboard and mouse again because mm. I was shit for the first two weeks <laughs> I've been doing this. Like I was telling you, like I yeah. go on a float and I'm thinking, like, all right, I'm just going to float. I'll land somewhere that's unnamed. There's just nothing around me. You. Boom. I was dead in seconds playing yeah. Fortnite. The dangerous. Yeah, come back. Come back to the PS4. Uh, the water's warm. No, I'm there. I'm okay. there. All right, all right, Ryan. Well, are you ready for the uh, topic du jour? I'm sorry. Well, the topic du jour. It's the topic of the day, and okay, okay, uh, yep. today it is Deadpool Two Electric Boogaloo. It is oh. a hair under two hours. The current Rotten Tomato score is 83 percent from the critics, 86 percent from the audience. Uh, it was number one at the box office this weekend. We, of course, like with every movie and TV show we review, we will start out spoiler-free, and I'll start out by asking you, Ryan, did you like it? Yes, but not as much as I would have liked to. Oh, okay. All right. You know, I... Ah, man, we actually see things very similar. Like, there's very few things... Like, Scream, we obviously have a very opposite opinions of the film scream but a lot of yep. other things especially the movies that we see and we don't talk about it like literally like a little peek behind the curtain I'll, I'll i'll send david like a quick email of like some of the ideas i have for the episode but i don't even ask him if he likes it. like i didn't even ask him if he liked it and so i i'm just finding out right now and that's how i felt too like i liked yep. it as well but it was i don't know what it was missing a little something and we can get into it but again this is all spoiler free just give me some quick hitters here on the comedy so the comedy was good. It was pretty good. Yeah, um, I thought I think so. It, um, I feel like the first one was just so unique, and it was just kind of like a – because it wasn't like anything you had seen before. Now that you've seen it, you know what I mean? I know, I know like, exactly what you mean. Like before, you were like, whoa, like, wow, they're doing this. Like you had an idea. Yeah. You saw Rated R Deadpool. You saw the whole marketing campaign. You saw the trailer. You saw everything. You're like, I like Ryan Reynolds. Or maybe you do, maybe you don't. But you know who he is. You know what he, like, what he sounds like in Van Wilder and these other characters. Let's see what this is like. And they're doing it. They're cutting people's heads off with swords. They're shooting yep. bullets through three different guys' heads. You're like, this is amazing. This is a Rated R comic book movie. They're cussing about they're just all you know, flying around, having a great time. It was unlike anything we had seen before. So that element is now gone. Yes. So that, and that's the thing. I think they knew they were going to struggle with that. So the other thing that you said, you were going to go ahead and ask me your next question. Uh, what did you think of the action, Ryan? The the action was actually better in this in this movie than it was, and I I believe in Deadpool one. And I remember the the first time we reviewed Deadpool, I said. It was a shame that they kind of shot their wad in the beginning. Like, that was the best action sequence in the movie was at the very beginning. Yeah, because they kind of they, they got you in, like, here it is, and then they gave you the origin story, like, in the middle. Right. So this, I think they paced the action well throughout, which is nice this time, because it was, you know, it was more of a comedy movie than it was an action movie, the first one. And this one, is, I feel, was more of an action movie, yeah, less of a comedy. Yeah, yeah perhaps. Yeah, I think so. And then the, the overall story... What did you Little, think? And this is and this is the story was kind of like the afterthought. I mean, I feel like Deadpool's the show. Like you're just going to watch him do whatever. Yeah. Um, so the story was lacking a little bit, and we'll get into that obviously with the mm-hmm. spoilers and stuff. But I have some ideas with that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, was it better than the first Deadpool? I think in terms of scope, like it's bigger. Like it's it's like you know the volumes turned up a little bit. Um, yeah. But again, I think... I think I think the shock value is over. You know what I mean? 
I see. I go back and forth. Like it's pretty close, right? And it's you can look at it a couple different ways. Like, yeah, it's a superhero or a comic book sequel. You can look at it as a comedy sequel. You can look at it whatever. And usually the sequels don't live up to it. Now the MCU is a little bit different, and you know how how you look at when you say Captain America and Thor and those ones how they they improve. But with this one, <laughs> tell me if this makes any sense. I think Deadpool. The character, like just Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, was great in both. I think he was better in the first. But some of the supporting characters, like Cable and Domino, and we'll get into all of them, were better here. Like they, I like them more in the second one. Yeah, I think, and I think the the thing with Deadpool is that was kind of off putting. Is that like he? I'm not without getting into spoilers and stuff. Like there's sad things that happen. Yeah, oh yeah. But like watching him deal with that, you're like, no, you're Deadpool. Like you're not supposed to really care. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, so that I, was a little weird. It was a little weird. Uh now there's a mid credit scene. There's a couple of scenes in the mid credits. There's nothing in the post credits. So yeah. if you haven't seen it yet, stick around, but you don't have to stick around to the very, very, very end of yep, the whole thing. Yeah, there's two. There's yeah, two mid credits. There's two. Yep. And and definitely both wa- worth watching. It's not definitely. anything stupid. Like you you'll you'll like it. So uh how many stones? Ultimately, Ryan, how many stones would you give it? Now there's a, there's a good idea, and I think Mac and Goo either do this or they recommended this idea, is maybe to sometime go back and sort of like rescore some stuff. Because that was one of my problems. I rescore, I score things really high early on. Like I think I gave Suicide Squad like a four or four and a half. And then in hindsight, what am I doing? Like I just got caught yeah. up in it, and that was obviously too high. Uh, going back on it, our Deadpool episode, which as I mentioned last week, was the first episode we ever did Stones. Yeah. You gave it a five. I gave it a five and a half. I don't know if you've okay. changed your Deadpool one score at all. No, nope, nope. I have okay. not. All right. So, what do you go with Deadpool two? Uh, this is going to be like a four and three quarters, or the softest five in it. the world. God damn it, Ryan! No, like the softest four and five three ever. quarters, bro. Well, see, what I'm thinking of in terms of like I'm in I'm in finals mode right now. Yeah. So like this is like a B minus. I first of all, like with all these movies, uh, I, I do want to see it again. So it's definitely, like, I recommend it to everybody. I want to see it again. I probably am going with, like, a flaccid five. That's, that's the softest five ever. It's like, a, it's like on, like, like, five. like, some of the other movies that have, we've given fives to are probably better than this one. Yeah. And, like, in not, fact, Deadpool, well, actually, you know, Deadpool one, I gave it a five and a half. So Deadpool one, you know what, I guess thinking back on it, I think I did like it more than this one. And again, part of it is just being the first one. Like, you get... To me, you do get points for being original and doing all that stuff and, and playing out the way that they did a couple of years earlier. So I would say, okay, so for me, first Deadpool is like Diamond in an Ice Storm 5, Rock Hard 5. Yeah, oh yeah. Right? Yes. And then this one is like a I Swear This Never Happens 5. If that makes any sense. Yeah. You know, like a, your Viagra 5. And yeah, then you I have swear your, to God, this never happened. This, this is... has never happened to me before 5. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on 5. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. So, I, again, I liked it. There, it, it could be a little bit better. So that's the spoiler. For, anything else spoiler-free? I mean, I, I would say real quick, like you saw all the characters that are in it. I thought Josh Brolin did a nice job as Cable. Um, I thought Domino was really good. Some of the other characters that popped up were, were good. Um, and I would say yeah. I would say the parts that I found funny were really funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. There there was a few really. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna get through like some of our best and worst parts and favorite parts, and so yeah. maybe I'll talk myself into a harder five than it is. But right now it's a softer five. So are you ready to uh, to Uncle Buck this thing? <laughs> Jesus. Yes. Spoilers. Spoilers. 
spoilers. Here come the spoilers. I would say, first of all, the, the only things you there's a couple things you can spoil in this movie, even to begin with, right? Deadpool's yep. a lot different than Avengers: Infinity War or like Star Wars: The Last Jedi or some of those movies, like you know, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, like those that you'd freak out, like if you didn't read the book and, you, and somebody spoiled them. The biggest surprise to me in the whole movie, Ryan, was probably Juggernaut. Yeah, and that was great. I started like hitting my wife. Yeah. Like I, as soon as I saw the hand go down, and I saw like the metal thing over the hand. When they I were in like, the pr- oh shit! When they were in the prison, and they like and 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 Deadpool even looks at the you know the camera, and he's like, oh, like this is foreshadowing, and like they yep. have like a huge area blocked off. Did you immediately think Juggernaut, or did you? I think- didn't. No, me neither I didn't. did I. I wasn't sure where they were going to go, and I'm like. Especially, like, they've already used Juggernaut. That doesn't mean they won't do it. Like, they've used Colossus before, and they bring back Colossus. So I was curious, but I'm like, it's got to be somebody pretty sweet. And it was. That was a good payoff. Juggernaut was, is, is the man and was used very poorly in X-Men The Last Stand. So it was good yeah. to see him on screen again. And, like, as big as he's supposed to be, you know? Oh, he was a freaking monster. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that was really good. All right, let's just start out with best parts and worst parts. Let's start out with the best parts because there were certainly more really good parts, enjoyable parts, than there were not so good. So where do you want to begin here with best stuff? So I love that the X-Force tease was, was part of the thing. Like, oh, we're this big team. And then I was kind of right about Peter that he was dead. He hit the <laughs> ground. But I said he was going to be dead before he hit the ground. But he was, he was dead immediately after hitting the ground. I think the whole X-Force sequence was my favorite in the entire movie. I mm. loved it. Like, the interview process, which, again, we already saw in the trailers, but that's that's fine. Like, that wasn't, like, a big waste. The payoff after that was great. It was very MacGruber-like in the sense that uh, MacGruber puts together this whole team in the movie, and it's, like, all wrestlers. It's, like, Mark Henry and, like, Chris Jericho and all these other guys, and then the van blows up, and they all die. So it's, like... And he goes, like, oh, no, no. Are you okay? He goes, Tug! No! Oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. So it's, it's one of the best parts of the movie. But And that's what I told I told uh, my wife as soon as we left the theater. I'm like, they kind of like MacGrubered that whole, that whole thing, did. which I thought was funny. They absolutely MacGrubered the hell out of it, and it was, it was awesome. And so Domino explaining how she has good luck, like, that was great. And then they're like, they don't believe her, and yet she's the only one that survives it. So everybody yep. else dies. Bedlam dies. Shatterstar. Zeitgeist. Uh, Vanisher, who ends up being Brad Pitt. So that was a nice little cameo. That was nice, yeah. And apparently, I guess Brad Pitt was uh, in the mix to be Cable. Like, yes, early, he was. Right? So yep. I think th- and that must have been why. And then yep. Peter, the, <laughs> like, the whole scene where Peter lands, and then he just, like, he's fine. And he's like, and Deadpool can't believe it. He's like, yes, you you beautiful <laughs> bastard. And then he, like, goes over and gets, he, he's trying to save Zeitgeist. And then he just gets thrown up on it and he dies. It's unbelievable. Like, <laughs> well, I love the whole thing, too. He's like, I'm Zeitgeist. And like, oh, so you can put your finger on, like, what's going on in the world? And he's like, no, I just throw up acid. Acid. Like, that's what I do. <laughs> Those are all but real yeah, characters, I, by the way. Like, all real characters. Vanishes, yeah, Zeitgeist, Shatterstar, Bedlove, they're all, they're all real characters. Uh, certainly a bunch of them have, you know, crossovers with the X-Force for sure and X-Men. Uh, so, really, I mean, just really funny stuff. And, like, the high wind advisory. And that was the best. It's so funny. And, like, Deadpool could care less about it. And he's like, Peter's, like, so nervous. And he's like, you just got to fucking go out there. And so he's, and then he's talking to Domino. And he's like, nobody could have predicted that. He's like, we all did. We were all We all told you. We all you were the only one who didn't know that was a thing. The scene, it was definitely laugh out loud in the theater. Like, the scene where I think Deadpool is down and he's 
He's waiting to see his crew, and they're getting spun like tops up there. Like, all, like nobody is having a, a, a nice float. They are all just corkscrewing around, and it was amazing. He's like, and oh, the only, no. The other highlight for me, obviously, was the, the baby leg scene. Baby leg scene was really funny. Yeah, and a little, little Easter egg there. He's wearing the same shirt that Chunk wore in the Goonies. There was a few Goonies references, so that's a good yeah. call. Uh, he yeah. calls... Uh, Cable One-Eyed Willie, which is great because yep. obviously Cable or Josh Brolin was in Goonies. Um, yeah, so I think the two scenes that probably stand out the most to people would be the baby leg scene and the X Four stuff. I also thought he had so many references to both the MCU and the the DCEU. Like when he said, "Cable, you're so dark." Like, what are you sure you're not in the yeah. DC universe? That was really good. When he mentioned. About uh, when he was talking to Vanessa and he's making excuses. He's like, oh, like I had like a disagreement, but then we both realized our mother's name was Martha. Like that was a really funny little burn. Him scooting around the X-Mansion in uh, Professor X's wheelchair. That was pretty funny. Was really good. A lot of the Wolverine stuff, like the constant men, especially like very right away in the movie. Like, you know, the the scene of of Wolverine being dead. So that was really good. I also, I loved the scene where uh, Deadpool is confronting Cable and so he... He pulls out his swords and he's trying to like deflect all the bullets. <laughs> and you realize he's actually just getting smoked. Like he's just, yeah. he blocked maybe one, and like the rest of them were just he going right into him. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. also drops uh, Deadpool when he's talking to Juggernaut. He drops the sun's getting real low. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, was, I, I forgot about that. That, that was, was good pretty good. Yeah. So a ton of uh, other comic book references. Like it was just it was nonstop. I did feel like. He straight up talked to the camera more in the first one than in this one. Yeah, and I think that they were trying. That, that seemed intentional, like they were going to yeah. pull that back a little bit. Um, but in terms of like that, so those are some of my obviously, like I said, the funniest parts were the funny parts. But there were some like holes in it that I kind of like. You know, I don't know. Like for me, like it was a bit the whole story, and I, I wanted to get into this too. Like it was a bit too Terminator for me. It was a lot of Terminator. Yeah, all cable stuff was Terminator. Oh, speaking of that, the other funny part, too, when he's like, that's RoboCop. Yeah. <laughs> like, even the kid's like, yeah, like, you stole that from RoboCop. Um, yeah, Colossus was good. Yeah. And so in terms of, like, story, like, the, there wasn't really, like, a, a bad guy. Like, there wasn't, like, a defined bad guy. Well, you know, so who it ends up being, and this is why it's a soft five and not a hard five or anything higher than that, and that's because I wasn't a huge fan of Russell, a.k.a. Uh, Firefist. A.k.a. male Rebel Wilson. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like him. I didn't. I didn't like him at all. I didn't like him early on when he thought he might be on Deadpool's side. I didn't like him afterwards when he was the villain. I was just. I was not a fan of him. It's as simple as that. Yeah, and I think so. This kid, I forget his name, but he's actually. Uh, he was in a Taika Waititi movie. Like he's obviously he's from New Zealand. Um, he's actually really funny. Yeah. Um, uh, if you see any of his stuff on like YouTube and stuff, like the kid's actually pretty funny. But like, like you said, I, I, I had a tough time. Because if you saw him in the future and he looked nothing like how he looks now, that was kind of... Yeah, I just, I don't know. There was something about it I didn't like. They had other villains in the in the movie themselves, and I think that's what they did. I, I think I even read like the directors talking about, or the writers talking about, bringing in Juggernaut just so like that final scene, you have a bigger battle. Like If it was just Fire Fist, it wouldn't have been nearly as good. So now you have like the Colossus Juggernaut fight, which was really good. Yeah. And some of the other stuff, and it made more sense to have help, like to have uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead and everybody like show up and, and help out. So, like I said, I would have liked a more. I didn't really see a villain that I kind of bought into in this one. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I know that that could help. Now the first one, I don't think the villain was necessarily great either. You know, no, not but, not especially, but but maybe was, that's not the point. You know, I also thought. Now we both liked the fight scenes. I would say though they they kind of were like a B plus. Like there weren't. I, uh, I don't know how to put this. Like like the the fight scenes in Logan. Like if you're only going to compare it to rated R comic book movies. Yeah. Like, I keep going back to this, but, like, there was a couple of scenes in Logan where I was literally on the edge of my seat, and I just had a big smile on my face, and I was like, this is unbelievable. And maybe that part of that's the weapons, but guess what? Swords and claws are all kind of similar. So there was good stuff in Deadpool, and I liked it, and I was I didn't leave being like, oh, I wish they fought more. Like, they, they, yeah. they'd fought, but I'm, like, the scene in Deadpool 1 where he's on the on the bridge, and he, like, jumps, does, like, a flip, spins the gun, and it shoots through, like, three guys' heads. There's nothing as memorable to me as that in this movie. No, and the only action sequence I would say that is is memorable to that. The truck scene was actually really cool, um, and them obviously them dropping in via parachute was actually that action sequence was well, that really was cool. unbelievable. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like so that that was hilarious. But I guess I'm, I mean like you know hand to hand combat or guns or stuff like that. Like those guys all dying in different ways was amazing. Like that that's yeah. as good as anything that you're gonna see. But I would say it's just some of the you know, Deadpool fight scenes. I I think were a little bit better in the in the first one, um, but that's kind of it. Like I, I I definitely liked way more things than I than I didn't like. So anything else besides right. Fire Fist that you were like, eh? Yeah, no. I mean that was it. I okay. mean, like I said, the, the story was a little too Terminator. It was a little too convenient. Yeah, you know. Um, but you know, what are you gonna do? I mean, it's not it's not gonna win any Oscars, but it was it was funny. You know. Yeah. Right. No. Definitely. Now. When uh, Deadpool first meets Cable, they come across yeah. each other, and Deadpool asks Cable three questions. Uh, he asks him, is dubstep still a thing? And then they go right into a dubstep fight scene, which I actually really liked. Like, that was, yeah. that was a really good use of music. That was really funny. Uh, his second question was, what Sharknado are we on? And his third question was, at what point do audiences say enough with the robotic arms? Yeah, that seems to be a thing. It does. And he even called him Winter Soldier at one point. He did. So yeah. that was pretty good. Now, Ryan, let me ask you this. If yeah. somebody from the future burst into your room right now and you yep. could ask him three questions or her, what would those three questions be? The first one's pretty boring is what do I invest in today? <laughs> like what's going to be yeah. huge? Yeah. Like down the, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, the second one is do you happen to have a sports almanac on you? Nice. That I could borrow? Yeah. Um, and the third one... I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a third one. Those are the two. I right off the top of my head. I would say, I guess my I looked at it a little bit different because you're right. You could use them to your advantage. Although, if somebody actually came back through time, just to sort of get an idea, I would first ask him what year are you from? Because if he was yeah. like, "Oh, I'm from like 2020," I'd be like, "Really? You came back two years?" I'd be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, all that for. <laughs> He's like, "I'm from November." What the? F- Come on, November. <laughs> I can wait. All right. I'm not a, Who wins the, the World Series? <laughs> yeah, right. Right. So I guess that would really determine. Now, if he's like, I'm from like the year 3000, I'm like, oh, now we're cooking with gas. Yeah. I, the second thing I would ask him is, are there aliens? And like, or, and like, what year do aliens show up? Like, do we need to prepare ourselves for aliens? Yeah. And then I think, sneaky, maybe the most important question of all would just be, why are you here? Because that, oh, yeah. that would then lend him into being like, I need to stop this kid. I need to, you know, do something. I am lost. Like, I, it, could be, it could be any number of things. There's more like Don't you like think me. that would have been an important thing to ask him? Like, 
Uh, I'm from the future. Like, why? Like, what, what's the point? I don't know. I think what Sharknado are we on was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> what Sharknado are we on? Like, five? I think it's five or six. It has to be, man. Man, man that's just, that's a lot of fun. Uh, now, is this, would you consider this movie in the X-Men universe? And let me follow that up. What is the X-Men universe? So the X Men that's that's kind of a muddy question, right? Because that's like the one timeline that that we we don't really know much about. But and and until that cameo, I would have said no. Oh, and now so, I'm saying yes. So that was the other thing that uh, I guess we could have gotten to. But yeah, like so when yeah. he's in the X Mansion, it's the same joke as uh, Deadpool one about how come you're the only ones here, which is a great joke, funny joke. We all get it. And then he looks over to the room and he sees Professor X, Beast, Quicksilver, Cyclops, Storm, and Nightcrawler. All of them were yep. in there. So that's pretty badass. That was cool. Then they shut the door, and that's it. So I would say it has to be in there. I don't know what year it is, because I don't think they know what year it is. Like, I love no. the X-Men, Ryan, but this thing is very convoluted. And, yeah, it's, it's so, you know, at what point does, you know, James McAvoy and Patrick Stewart, like, when do they cross paths? Right. You know, because this is now later <laughs> than, it's later than the first X-Men movie, and yet, Professor X is younger. <sighs> so it's all like, I know, I just put your mind into it. No, I know. Like, and like, it sucks because I love like, you know, timelines and consistency and all, all of that stuff. It's you like I'm, it put it in a nice little box and you're not going to get that. You're not going to get that. And that's why like, I, that's again, why the Netflix Marvel characters not overlapping like that bugs me. I'm just like, it's just, it doesn't make sense. And this but to, also- add, to add to the frustration, Richard, I heard that the writers of this movie now consider the mid-credit scenes as canon. Like so, now they're like, okay, like when he goes in the mid-credit scene, he's just like, I'm just cleaning up these. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But that's all canon. Those, so those those all happened. No, okay. So here's the problem. So you have X Men, you have X Two, and you have X Men: The Last Stand. Yep. And X-Men and X-Men 2 were both great. They took place, like, when they took place, they came out, like, early 2000s, and that's what the deal was. And then X-Men 3 came out, and it was terrible. They killed off a bunch of characters. Everybody hated it. It was just a Hugh Jackman, Halle Berry show. Everybody else was killed, and it was terrible. So then they come back later on, and they go, well, you know what? We're going to do, like, sort of like a, a prequel. Like, and if you want to say it's tied in, great, but, like, we're not going to force it. And it was first class, and it was awesome. Yep. Then Days of Future Past comes out, which is the ultimate mind pretzel movie, but I loved it. I loved it at the time. I thought they did an amazing job of saying, you know what? We are gonna blend this all together. Like this is the X-Men universe. We're gonna take we're gonna piggyback off of first class. We're gonna take the best stuff of the other one, and we're gonna eliminate X-Men the last stand. That's what we're gonna Perfect. do with this. We're gonna we're yeah, gonna like, eliminate and it, and it also takes place prior to, right? So it comes out later, but it takes place earlier. What seventies, eighties, whatever. Then X-Men Apocalypse comes out. That was kind of a bag of crap. Bag of crap. And then you're also trying to figure out, there's, there's some unanswerable questions. Like, Professor X and Mystique are best friends, and then when they see each other in the first X-Men movie, they don't even know who they are. Like, it, it's nothing. There's nothing there. Yeah. There's no, I don't remember you. We're, we didn't live together. We weren't best mates. None of that. So that's frustrating. And then all along the way, they're like, hey, let's make, like, three or four Wolverine-only movies and have them sort of tie in also. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what year it is, man. So this is the one time with this universe you have to just say, enjoy each movie as it is and, like, take it for what it's worth. But de- like in this movie, even more so, they definitely tried to make it be like, th- this is a part of the universe. In fact, Colossus, who was in 
which one was he in? X2, maybe? Yeah, he was in X-Men 2. Yep. They actually reached out to that actor to be in Deadpool 1, and I guess he turned it down. He turned it down. Which would have made it even make more. So at least I think they wanted that same Colossus to be there. But yeah, I don't know. There's too many. There's too many resetting, and that's why the mid credit scene is actually kind of funny. And like the whole idea of Cable is pretty funny too, because it's also kind of a wink at the whole X Men universe. It's like you guys keep jerking around the time frame anyway, so we're gonna literally get a time traveler in here and and mess around with it. And you know what else frustrated me too? Not at one point was Cable like, yeah, I'm I'm Cyclops's son. No, didn't drop that. Although, Juggernaut made a reference to Professor X being his brother, which I liked. He did. But, like, it but you're right. Cable never said anything about, like, my mom was the most powerful mutant of all time. Like, my mom's Jean Grey. And do you think, like, the X-Men in the movie would have been like, oh, okay, okay, this guy's on, he's on our side. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, we know, like, we know, like, Colossus would be like, I, I know them. I work with them. Yeah. <laughs> I know them from work. I know, yeah. <laughs> I know them from work. But anyway, so I guess, yeah, long answer is yes, or short answer, yes. It's, and it's Colossus is like, I think I actually heard you being made, which is, but, which is strange. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> I hear everything. Yeah. Is, uh, now, if you were ranking all of the X-Men movies, I'm not, we're not going to do that right now, but I think we actually did like an old episode on X-Men movies. Yeah. Do you include Deadpool? That's like the million-dollar question. Well, now you have to. I guess now you do have to. I wouldn't have included the first Deadpool, but now I guess you have to put both in there, don't you? Yeah, my answer's changed, because I think the first time we did it, I was like, no, you wouldn't. You know I will I mean? say no. a little, you know, maybe I will rank them all, and I'll tweet it out or something if you include those. Because I, I, I was adamant against it, but it's too much. Like, him wearing, like, the X-Men trainee penny was hilarious, yeah. too. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess it is an X-Men movie. I still think, so, I don't think there's a better X-Men movie ever made than Logan. No. And there, there never will be. That's the best one. Mm. Yeah, it's funny because like two out of three of the first trilogy is good. Two out of three of the second trilogy is good. One out of three of the Wolverine movie. Well, one and a half out of three of the Wolverine movies are good. And then yep. both Deadpools are good. So there you go. All right, let's get into X-Force. We already hit on them a little bit. But I thought Domino was really, really good. I thought as a supporting character, she was uh, one of the better ones we've seen. And I'm telling you right now, I, I don't know. Is it Zazzy or Zazie? I think it's Zazzy Beats. Zazzy Beats, yeah. I think I think she's going to be a star. I think, I think so too. She's really good in Atlanta, and she's good in she's really good in this. Yep. So if they end up doing like an X Force movie, I would assume she's going to have to be in it. But she has to be, yeah. Uh, Terry Crews played Bedlam. Didn't really last all that long. Didn't last that long. Yep. Shatterstar's outfit I thought was terrible. He had an, he had an awful uniform. Well, that's the, I mean that's the best part. Like Shatterstar's just like such like a weird character and just you know i'm just better than you at everything like that i thought that was really funny and he also um, it was good like when he was explaining to uh deadpool and i think weasel was there he was explaining to him like where he's from like it was pretty good because it's so convoluted yeah. and it's just like all right this is ridiculous but that's like his actual story and you're like why the yeah. hell is this guy in this like, movie? What, and, what planet yeah. are you from like what are we doing yeah. it was just like some like 90s like weird remember that like weird marvel phase in like the 90s where everything got really weird for a while and that's where Shatterstar yeah, kind of came from that, that's when i read most of my stuff so yeah. <laughs> when i when i found out later on that oh i was reading like you know during the crazy era and like things were way better before and they're way better now i, I had a lot of catching up to do <laughs> yeah yeah uh so that was i think that was just like a nice little funny joke yeah oh yeah because some of the x-force like comics were just like chaos on there like whether like, deadpool's the next, in there or not yeah and like zeitgeist like the same way like jesus christ like who thought this character up like zeitgeist. who thought this was a good idea played by bill skarsgård who played pennywise in the most recent it and god is he weird looking he is a strange individual yeah from the uh the skarsgård 
group. Yeah. Uh, Vanisher, we already, we already mentioned, was uh, Brad Pitt. And then uh, Peter was good. Peter was as advertised. He was very funny. Very funny. And uh, I love how he was asked. You saw the headshot, like John Mulaney. Was it not John Mulaney? Um, Rob Delaney. Rob Delaney. Like his, uh, his headshot. And it was like, am I being catfished? <laughs> like he doesn't look like that anymore. <laughs> yeah, because there was no mustache. He's like dead serious. Yeah. It, was like his, it was really funny. That was good. Uh, the X-Men that were in this, we already mentioned like the very brief shot of Professor X, Beast, Quicksilver, Cyclops, Storm, and Nightcrawler. Uh, but Colossus, pretty good. I mean, he obviously, he's an important part of this whole story, like what he expects out of Deadpool and like, yep. you know, so he was good. And then you get Negasonic Teenage Warhead again, and you get Yukio, who I believe was in the Wolverine. Obviously a different actress played her, but I believe the character Yukio was in the, the Wolverine, the movie that uh, oh, was right. one right? Wasn't that Yukio? I think so. I think the it one, was. The redhead? I think I think we were dealing with a. Yukio. I'm gonna have to look that. Up. Keep going. I'm gonna right. have to look that up. Yeah. But I thought they were good. Every time uh, Yukio would say hello to Deadpool, Deadpool would say hello to Yukio. I I laughed. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Hi Wade. Hi <laughs> Wade. Yukio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the villains. I mean, Cable kind of was and kind of wasn't. Oh, and one thing. Did you notice this? And maybe I saw it wrong. Did his gun go to eleven? You know how he uh, could, I did. He could turn the I dial on his gun. I think it went to eleven. Yeah, I think it did. Which is pretty good. Which it, is pretty nice little nod there. Yes, Yukio is in... The Wolverine. Yep. Right? Yep. Okay. You were right. I thought so. Cable, uh, we already mentioned how he was referred to you know, the, uh, as One-Eyed Willie, as the Winter Soldier. Uh, <laughs> Deadpool calls him Thanos at one point, too. Yes, like, he does. Yep. <laughs> straight up Thanos. But overall, he was good. Like he was, He's a yeah, good I mean, counteract yeah, think- to Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, it kind of plays the straight guy. Kind of plays like the serious tone, which yeah. is, which was what we expected, you know, yeah. out of them. But it's just like, again, it was a little too derivative, a little too uh, John Connor, not uh, not John Connor, or Kyle, oh, shit, Kyle Connell. Reese, a little too Kyle Reese. For yeah, me. I hear you. you That's know, whatever. Fun. Juggernaut was good. We already hit on him. The good fight scene with Colossus, uh, Russell Firefist, not my favorite. Did not really yeah, like but him. again. This kid, this kid's going to be in movies going forward. You know, he's going to he's going to have a nice little career. Um, not because he's a very good actor or because he's fun to look at, but like I said, he, and I said it jokingly, but he's kind of got like that male like Rebel Wilson thing going on. Yes, he does, for better you know? or for worse. Yep, it's there. I loved how they brought in Black Tom Cassidy. But it's kind of a waste of like a second tier, like awesome villain. You True. know what I mean? No, that's fair. He's a good villain. I also thought it was great that Deadpool was making all the comments about his name, too, because it's like, that is yeah. a weird one. Because you're like, Black Tom Cassidy? Like, what? what? <laughs> yeah, he calls him racist because he killed him. Or that something. was so great. And then he's like, I don't yeah. really remember much about that man, but I know he was African American. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was like, wow, because like, he just straight up comes on the scene. He's like, I'm Black Tom Cassidy. I'm like, oh, no shit. Like, it's a, it's a awesome. nice X Men villain. Pretty good. And I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go back, like, once, you know, the DVD comes out or whatever, like the streaming, whatever. Like, I don't want to watch, I want to see who else is in that, in the prison. Yeah, I wonder if there's many, how much they did or, or what the story was there, but. He was in there, and he was, he was pretty good. He sure was. Now, some of the other characters, Vanessa. So I really like Vanessa, and I, I kind of maybe that's another one of the things, and I understand the movie. It was an important plot point, and it was his motivation, and blah, 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 blah. But I like her, and I, I, I thought I could have used a little bit more, or at least one more sex montage. Yeah, well, you might get, she's, I tweeted this out the other day, like she's very interested in playing Catwoman. She'd be a perfect Catwoman. She would be awesome. She would be a awesome. perfect. Oh, <laughs> I still got it. You I still, still got, got it. it. 
What did you think of Blind Al in this movie? I always I love me some Blind Al. Blind, Al's Blind Al is great. Yeah. That was in the trailer too, but when Cable shows up and she pulls the gun out and she's just like aiming at like the refrigerator, like that's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dope Pinder was better in this movie than he was in the first one. He was, he was. funny. He was so creepy. So creepy funny. Like wanting to bathe in the blood of your enemies. <laughs> and like he wanted to be an assassin and he kept comparing himself to Kirsten Dunst from Interview with the Vampire. Yeah, I thought that was really that funny. That was amazing. He's like, you're Tom Cruise. I'm Kirsten Dunst. He's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Great, Dope Pinder. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, and then Weasel was in this again. I think he was better in the first movie. Do you think, now do you think uh, with TJ, TJ Miller's having a bit of a rough go? He's, um, I think, self-inflicted. Yeah, uh, I'm not saying he's, it's not warranted, but, you know, he's having a bit of a rough go. I, I feel like just watching the movie and thinking about it, I'm like, I bet he was in it more and they cut it. I, I, I bet that's happened, yeah. I would yeah. agree with that. Yeah, because when, even when he first popped up on screen, I was like, eh. Like yeah, yeah, people people are very they have soured on TJ Miller. Yep, yep. Now, Ryan, you mentioned the mid credit scenes before, but basically Deadpool goes back in time. Uh, Yukio and Negasonic Teenage Warhead fix Cable's little transponder thingy, and he goes back in time. He kills the other Deadpool played by himself, uh, and he does it right in front of Wolverine. That of course was from Wolverine. Uh, so we X-Men were right Origins. again that Wolverine was in the movie. He was in the movie. Yeah, he was. Yeah, technically yeah. he was. But, man, looking back on that, like, how bad they screwed that up in Origins. Like, Oh, my God, yeah. You thought Gambit was bad, and he was, but Gambit was bad in that movie. And then, like, here's Deadpool. And it's, it's still amazing to me that they even cast Ryan Reynolds for that role, and then they still did that to him. Yeah, I know. Insane. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and like you said, I mean, like Gambit was bad, and it's, I feel bad that that's the only time you're ever going to see Gambit on, like, the big screen. <laughs> no, they're filming in the summer, no. I heard. No, they're not. No, no I talked not. to a guy. He came from the future. He came from November, and he told me they're filming. Maybe that's the, the question I would ask. Is, is the Gambit movie ever <laughs> an actual thing? Do we ever get that Gambit movie we've been you know, just dying to see? And he's like, no, absolutely not. That was a terrible idea. Like, All right. Fair enough. Uh, and then he also goes back, and like you said, he kills himself. Kills himself uh, when he's about to sign on for Green Lantern, which is funny. Yeah, which is pretty good. Really funny. Now you know, welcome this... to the big leagues, kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, although he did meet his wife while making that movie, so I wonder how she felt about yeah. him killing himself before he made the movie. <laughs> That would be a fight. I feel like there's a fight there to happen. There's a fight there. There's a fight there for sure. Now, Ryan, I did not notice this at the time. I read about this after the fact. The two rednecks that were talking about toilet paper that uh, Cable shows up and then takes their truck. Alan Tudyk and Matt Damon. Yep. Well, you could pick Alan Tudyk out right away. Yeah, that's true. You know that face, but like, well, because he doesn't have three. As I was watching the movie, I didn't, which is, this is embarrassing. Like, I didn't notice he was talking about, like, using wet wipes, like Huggies wet wipes. Yes, he was. Which is, which is hilarious. Yeah. And then uh, my wife goes, that's Matt Damon. I'm like, no, it isn't. And oh, then I she called to his it. Voice. Wow. She called it. I didn't even see, because he looks so different. She's like, that's Matt Damon. I'm like, oh, my God, it is. The guy's just making cameos left and right now. Yeah, he's a Marvel guy now. That's his thing. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um. I didn't see a Stan Lee cameo, but someone said there was like a poster of him. Yeah, there's like a graffiti painting of oh, him. Oh, okay. There's like, yeah. like dominoes dropping in. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I guess, yeah. Okay. So I, was, I, I guess there is this thing with him now where he doesn't, he's like John Madden, like he doesn't like to fly. Yeah. Um, so he's 90, and he's 95 years old. Um, 
So they have him shoot all his cameos at once. Oh yeah, so they got a bunch in the can, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they have they he's already shot his cameos for like seven movies or something like that. So, nice. Well, we're all yeah. looking forward to that, Stan. Yep, for sure. So he is. He, there's no. He's not actually in the movie, but there is a picture of him. Yeah, that that's kind of yeah. what they do in the Netflix series a lot. Like there's like there's like a poster of him and stuff. Right. Now, Ryan, do you want to see a Deadpool three? No. Do you want to think about it at all? No. No. no you don't want to. Because okay. you, what you're going to ask me next is yes. Do you want to see an X-Force movie? Yes. With Deadpool in it? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yep. Who it's, like, would... it's like the anti-Avengers. So, oh, also, you know I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Also in, um, <laughs> you mean like the Suicide Squad? <laughs> no, not like the Suicide Squad. So No, not like that. He No, no, but better. <laughs> that, but, yeah. but much, much better. But, but like better. Like do that, but do it better, yeah. Now I wonder who they would have. So, oh, also, he ends up saving Peter, too, in the mid-credit scenes. Oh, he saves everybody, doesn't he? I don't Didn't think so. Do you think he saves everybody? Well, he saves, we know he saves Peter for sure. Oh, and he saves like, Vanessa, right? So, like, did he yep. just reset the whole movie? Did he just, like, he, X-Men it? Yeah, I think so. Like he reset the whole thing. So none of so, it happened. Oh, maybe Shatterstar. Maybe he, he didn't like Shatterstar, so maybe he left him dead. Yeah, I feel like Bedlam, Shatterstar, and Zeitgeist. There's a chance they're dead. And the Vanisher. And the Vanisher. So it might just be Domino, Peter, and him. Who else yeah. could he get? Anybody else that he could get for his squad? Um, I mean, there's a bunch of. He made several references to uh, Angel. Oh, he did make a lot of references. That's right. So maybe you know. Who knows? I'm also trying to think. Um... But so Ryan Reynolds, so I, I read this too, because, you know, my wife being the big Joss Whedon aficionado that she is. Yes, she is, very much. Um, she was telling me that Drew Goddard is now on, Ryan Reynolds is going to write and direct X-Force. I mean, not Ryan Reynolds, uh, Drew Goddard is going to write and direct X-Force. Oh, wow. Okay. So, like, you got you got to... A heavy hitter there, like Drew Goddard, who was on Buffy for like the longest time. Yeah, who got to start? I I didn't know this, but got to start writing Buffy fan fiction and sent it to Josh. Ooh, Wheaton. so you're telling me I got a chance? You got a chance, and he. Uh, so then he went on to do Cabin in the Woods, and then he did. Uh, he was the showrunner for Daredevil, right? So he's uh, yeah, so that's pretty good. So he's he's he knows his stuff, but you could have. Um, let's see, Cable. I, I got Colossus. One. Yeah, I got one. So and Domino. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, but also uh, Vanessa becomes in the comics anyway. There's a Vanessa who is copycat. So Ooh. they saved her so she could come back as copycat. So you could have Deadpool and copycat with Domino. And I don't know if Colossus would want in or not, but maybe you could have Colossus, Yukio, Negasonic, Cable. So all of a sudden, that's a pretty big Peter. Like that's a pretty big team now. Yeah, and, and then you, you introduce add, somebody uh, else. You could add your boy Forge. Oh, that's my guy. That's, that's someone's guy. <laughs> that's your boy. Uh, let's see. The guy who can just make and fix anything. Well, that's so. an important skill to have, isn't it? Not sure. All right, let's find. I some. mean, wasn't technically Shatterstar part of X Force at one point? He uh, was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to find the whole list of uh, X Force. Oh, like Cannonball and Warpath. Yeah. So maybe you, you can, can add, them. You can add them from the New Mutants. You can like add all these people. You know? Who knows? Yeah, sure. Uh, Psylocke. Put full Psylocke in there. Omega Red. Omega Red. Okay. Bad guy. Now we're talking. We yeah. got a team. 
Yeah, I kind of like it. There's a lot happening here. Pretty There's good. A lot happening. Pretty good. I think at one point, at one point, Nightcrawler was in there. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, that sounds right. I mean, I feel like just like the movies, it gets pretty crazy, pretty convoluted. Last thing I want to say: How about uh, Deadpool getting lit on fire by Fire Fist, and then all of a sudden, by accident, you have the the black and white Deadpool suit? Yeah, that was cool. That looked really good. Yeah, like the gray, good. like the gray Deadpool suit. I thought that was pretty cool. You know who at uh, one point was also uh, had a run in the X Force was Caliban, who we've already seen oh. twice in the X Men universe. Yeah. Now, know. which Caliban are you going to bring in? Um, Stephen Merchant or the yeah. other weird Stephen, from, Stephen, uh, Stephen Merchant? Yeah. Yeah. Although I don't know what year any of this stuff is. Oh, Siren, Sunspot. Uh, they were all in here. Bishop, you can get Bishop in there. Bishop would be a good one. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of a lot of options here. It's like it, Bishop was it Bishop and Cable. I'm not really sure what their mutant ability is. <laughs> They're from the future and they have big guns. <laughs> no, but Cable Cable has some of the stuff that his mom had. Like I think he's like a telepath and he's got some of that stuff. They didn't really show that in the movie, but they didn't really show that in the movie. He's yeah. he's got that up his sleeve. Uh, let's see. So yeah, X Force movie would be pretty badass. Anything else on uh, Deadpool two? Which uh, we both, I think, even after looking back on it, I think uh, I think a soft five is fitting. Yeah, I think I think it's it's definitely worth seeing. It's it's entertaining for sure. Um, it's it's not like I said, coming off of I just had maybe I'm just fatigued. There's a lot of lot of movie we got to see. You know, well, not only is there a lot of yeah, we got we got Solo coming up too. Solo's next week, like it's Friday. Like that's crazy. Jeepers, crud. I know. And that's getting kind of like eh reviews. It's getting like uh, like a tepid response. Yeah, so. like, a, yeah like a warm bath. Like kind a nice <laughs> warm bath. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's keep this thing going here. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Ryan, would you like to kick, receive, defer, or defend a goal? I'll, I'll defend a goal, whatever <laughs> that means. That means you go first. All right, right, that means I will choose to receive. Um, <laughs> So I mentioned before last week the Netflix series Safe, which is like a whodunit. It had the guy from Dexter's in there. Yeah, yeah. And so I finished it, and that was really good. And also that was eight episodes. So going all the way back to one of our first conversations, eight episodes, and it was good. And then so that got me down the road of Broadchurch. So right now I'm watching Broadchurch. I know that show's been out forever, but there's three seasons on Netflix. I'm almost done season one. My biggest problem, though, is I watched the American version, Grace Point. When it yeah. came out. And so there's a lot of overlap. I mean, David Tennant right. plays the exact same character. It's the same names. It's the same s- setting. I mean, different name of the town, obviously, but like right on the water. It's the exact same thing. But Broadchurch is just better. And so it's basically like if you watched uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street, the remake yeah. first, and then watch oh, right, right. that. So I'm running into that where I'm like, well, this seems familiar, but like I understand this is better. I'm like, I just watched them out of order. So anyway, I'm going to finish that, and then I'm going to go on to the other seasons. But it's, it's really good. David Tennant's awesome. Nice. Are we doing still what not to watch? Yeah, if you want to do a uh, to-don't list, hit us up yeah, there. Yeah, I'm going to do a to-don't list. Um, so it's actually pretty good, and I feel bad doing it, but the Netflix series Evil Genius, which oh. is four, it's like four 50-minute episodes. Yeah, keep, Netflix keeps telling me to watch that. I'm like, I don't want to okay, watch that. Okay, so, so it's actually a really, it's like a true crime. I'm sticking with true crime as my theme this week. Nice. Um, so it's actually like a like a cool kind of like really weird story um, about this bank robbery gone wrong, and this guy gets like pizza delivery guy gets like blown up. He has like this bomb strapped to his chest. Um, 
But it's four episodes, and each of them are around a little under an hour long. It could have been a two-hour documentary, and it would have been awesome. Yeah. But the last, there's a th- whole fourth episode, which kind of like ties the whole thing together. Mm-hmm. But like you figured it out by that time. You're like, okay, I get it. Like, right. come on. Yeah. And they keep, uh, but the MVP of that show is a guy who goes by the name Cocaine Kenny. Just what? Nice. <laughs> he's, he's something else, that guy. Sounds like a guy. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, he gets, th- he gets thrown in jail, and they're like, you know, he actually enjoyed being in jail. And he's like, oh, you know, I get my bed, and I get my food in here. <laughs> the only thing I miss are the drugs and the whores and the bars. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah, well. Like you. All right, that. man. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. Um, but a book that just I'm actually going to do a book, speaking of true crime. Um, there's a book called, uh, by this guy named T.J. English, who's like the foremost, like, true crime novelist. Like, he's written books about, like, um, you know, Cuban gangsters and all this stuff. He wrote a book called Where the Bodies Are Buried. Um, and it's about Whitey Bulger um, oh, nice. coming up in South Boston. So if you're into that kind of book, which I am, um, check that book out. Uh, TJ, sorry, TJ English, Where the Bodies Are Buried, uh, Whitey Bulger, and The World That Made Him is the title of the book. So that's nice. my pick of the pod for this week. All right, sounds good. Next week, as we said, Solo, A Star Wars Story. It's really snuck up on us. I'm really not even that, I'm not looking forward to it. So I may like it. So I'm going in with pretty low expectations, actually. Yeah, uh, the early reports obviously is that you know, Golden Boy Donald Glover steals the show. Yeah, we're gonna wish it was a Lando movie. I think that's what we're gonna be yeah. saying next week. Yep, and they're they should have just made the Lando movie first because mm-hmm. it's already in the works. Mm-hmm. So, and so uh, again, if you don't have a chance to see it, don't worry about it. We'll still you know do our this week in Dork, and we'll do spoiler free at the beginning. So uh, if you don't see it right away, don't worry about it. And if you do, we'd love to know what you think about it. You can uh, rate, review, and subscribe on the iTunes. Oh, one of the most recent iTunes reviews, uh, they gave us a five-star review, which was very nice. They left a comment, which was very nice. The guy did say to maybe cool it with the, my wife, because he said it was only funny the first 200 times. Yeah, no, you know what? I, I was saying it. I said it, I think I said it like three times, and I said it normally the second two times because mm-hmm. I did it the first time out of like necessity. No, like I'm not. I, I'm like, listen. I'm not saying I agree with this person. I'm just saying that's what they pointed out. I'm still gonna say it like Borat, but that's just yeah. I uh, can I be done with it? I, if if you must. Okay. All right. I'll I'll be a good soldier. You know, I'll you, do no, it maybe you, once or do, twice. You, why don't you do what you're comfortable with? Okay. That's what we're gonna All ask. Right. Uh, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at Dork Podcast, where occasionally we give stuff out. You can email us, dorkpodcast at gmail.com. We're on the YouTube as well, youtube.com slash dorkpodcast. And if they want to follow just Ryan, at Arvon D on any and all social media. All right. That'll, uh, I guess that'll do it, Ryan. Take her sleazy. I'll do my best. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.